This is not a crisis. My Career Journal, Part 2. I'm not sitting here holding my head in shame. I decided to make a pivot based on my best assessment of all the information before me. This is normal. It happens every day to entrepreneurs and to business people everywhere. We need to normalize pivoting. Why is the idea of getting back into employment so taboo for entrepreneurs? And why do friends and family have so much riding on a binary outcome of failure or success? If you want to see into the window of the souls of the people around you, become an entrepreneur. Let's dig into this a bit, as I believe it affects everyone and prevents people from not starting great ideas and also not knowing when to stop an idea that's not worth developing further. My name is Catherine Ann Byam and I'm your host. What's your purpose and how does it integrate with sustaining life itself? For some of us, this question is a deep ache that we spend a lifetime trying to find, perhaps shifting direction as we learn and grow from one path to another. For many of us, our children give us a clear definition. Providing for them becomes our reason for being. For others, it's about enjoying the present moment, ever so fleeting and ever so beautiful. For still others, it can be financial, status, contribution or impact. In this podcast, my guest and I will share with you tips, ideas, and methods on how to build a career that integrates with who you are and the life you want to lead. We will explore the social foundation on which to build your transition and an ecological ceiling above which we need not climb so that we live not just for ourselves, but for our collective ability to thrive. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Career Podcast, Do What Matters. My Career Journal Part 2. Failure and success are not outcomes on some binary scale. It's way more complex than that. Even within my business, I find myself navigating this conversation often, as so many people latch their value systems squarely onto what makes money as opposed to what makes impact. When you move to evaluating what you do to scores of impact, You see each life that you touch as a unique and valuable and worthy of being helped. Once you shrink your view to income and you can only see the numbers on a spreadsheet, if they are not enough, they don't pay the bills. Certainly, both things are important. As we live in a capitalist society where we are individually expected to earn enough by any legal means necessary in order to achieve our goals or income or survival, when you wish to walk the path of ethics, fairness, equity, inclusion. Other parameters definitely enter the mix that allows you to see beyond your own ego or a financial metric. Financially, my business has had one great year, July 2021 to July 2022. By all accounts, I should carry on in it. Surely, if I figured out how to make it profitable for one year, I can do it again, right? Yet no business is that simple, and no path is fixed. Taking the time to reflect on where we are, the impact I personally want to have, my partner's well-being as well, and the decision to take a different course of action feels like the best fit for where we personally are right now. This is not a source of shame for me. I've had people write to me concerned, worried, but there's no need for all that, although I receive your love with grace. I'm proud of the work that I've done, the hours that I've spent, the relationships that I've built, the people that I've helped. I don't share this closed view 
about the perceptions of failure when deciding if a path continues to be right for me or not. I think I gave this path enough time, all the time I felt I could give it, and now it's time to turn a new corner. In the last three and a half years, I've seen businesses start that never should have. I've seen businesses succeed at the first try, though these have been rare, and I've seen others pivot and succeed. The most frequent thing that I've seen is businesses remain in the same path and not thrive, and also pivot and not thrive. The longer you stick around in business, the more you learn, but you also need the bandwidth to accommodate all that learning and take action from it. The reasons are varied for failure and successes, but in my experience, the best indicator of success is not in a specific product or service as much as it is in finding the right combination of market to service fit, where you're offering something unique to that population and you have a benefactor, someone with an engaged following who gives you that overwhelmingly positive endorsement over time and hoist you up to the stratosphere, particularly when backed by a solid marketing and PR plan behind that. That leads to great financial success. The mainstream advice sold to many entrepreneurs is this romance of the American dream. Following businesses that have made millions and believing that by being a follower, you make these millions too. But there are no secrets to success other than doing the work and understanding product market fit and getting endorsed by the right brands and or influencers in your space and backing all that up with great plans. This is hard and painstaking work and often creates this illusion and loss of purpose when it comes to the impact that you really want to have. It takes a great entrepreneur to keep the focus and keep centered on the values that brought them to entrepreneurship in the first place. As the landscape of business is changing, traditionalists still want to carry on with business as usual. Yet, the game of abundance is up. We are now in the era of the energy wars, the resource wars, the ideology wars, the wars of dominance, and this type of climate, of economic climate in fact, Without changing our economics, we are playing only win-lose and lose-lose games. If we want to turn the tide, we need to start at home. We need to start with the individual choices we make, acting as part of a community that means something to us. We need to take action. We need to protest. We need to voice the changes we want to see. We need to vote with our wallets and with our hands. And when the time comes, we need to hold our elected officials to account when they are not heeding to the promises of what we need in our communities. With these huge tectonic plates in motion at the moment across the entire world, the business you create today needs to be solving some of these hard problems clearly, uniquely, and they need to find ways to build momentum for change, incorporate social justice, manage risks, and be economically feasible all at once. A lot more pragmatism is needed in the way we approach business, not just as startups, but as big corporations. We all know that ESG isn't the only answer, but it's certainly part of the answer. And we need to work as much together, not just as nations, but as a collective, to mitigate these risks. This is a tall order. Not every business owner will have an idea that grows into a healthy business. In fact, most startups fail to continue beyond year two or year three. The success rate is less than 10%. Yet, this is the most important statement I have to make. Your business failing to make enough money is not an indication that you are a failure. It's an indication that your business failed to raise enough income. What's imperative is to listen, 
learn and adjust, even if that means making a larger pivot than you were expecting to, or to change course, or to change tools completely. And remember the root of your purpose and your why. Most people will never ever take the risk and therefore miss out on a heck of a lot of valuable learning and personal and professional growth. I'm nowhere near the person I was at the end of 2018, early 2019, when I was burnt out and needed the pain I was inflicting on myself by staying stuck where I was. Today, I know so much more on a much deeper level that guides my decision-making values and helps me navigate with so much more clarity in situations I would previously have been uncomfortable with. Furthermore, workplaces have changed. Returning to the workplace to me is an opportunity to add value with all the growth I've achieved and impact more people. But I also have the opportunity to continue a much scaled down version of my own business, more for my pleasure and social impact drive than for the economics of it. And that means I can do that work even better than when my income depended on it, in my humble view. I've been doing a lot of listening and a lot of research of late. I have a great social impact idea that I'm currently pursuing with a team of incredible volunteers that I will be launching soon. But that idea is now my side gig, while finding a suitable job that gives me the reach and impact I desire at scale has become my primary focus. There are a few compelling reasons for this decision to pivot. The economic pressures on my small business and the resources needed to see it thrive, I don't currently have. Organizations today have had an entire pandemic to learn and grow from, and many have done that learning, which is very positive. Gen Z is paving the way for change for everyone by not accepting the status quo and demanding more purpose than we ever have. My personal growth has been tremendous, allowing me to thrive even more and inspire change even in the toughest environments. I know a lot more about what good corporate governance looks and behaves like and how I need to operate to achieve my goals in these spaces. I'm putting all that I've learned to test in my new job application process. Tune in to the next episode where I will give you the backstory of how I prepared myself to make this change. Thanks for listening. This episode was brought to you today by the Courageous Career Club. Have you picked up your own copy of Do What Matters, the Purpose Driven Career Transition Guidebook? To find out how you can get your copy, as well as resources that go alongside it, visit my website, www.catherineannbyam.com, or engage with me on the socials. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.